I'm Dawn. And I'm Tracy. And we are Real Women. So, good afternoon, Tracy. Uh, how are you today? I'm great, thank you. Yeah. Good. So, really excited today. Uh, would like to introduce a phenomenal uh, lady. Um, I have a relationship, a bit of work relationship. Her husband and I are in the same community and he's got a very high profile uh, um, reputation and, and, and he's known not just within our community, but also he worked with Michael Jackson. He's been on Good Morning Television. The family uh, uh, went on to um, Rich House Poor Dad. So what I wanted to do today is um, bring Monique on. The, the topic we wanted to explore is the woman behind the man um, and just recognise in this podcast, which is, you know, real women, it's called Real Women, and just explore... Um, uh, the possibility of giving 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 that recognition to to a woman that has to sometimes sit behind her husband in terms of kind of uh, public profile. So it's with great pleasure I would like to introduce Monique Fidesz. Good afternoon, Monique. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. So nice to uh, be speaking with you guys on a Monday morning, I guess. <laughs> so um, the woman behind the man. Um, Talk, talk to me about what that means to you. How does that land with you? Um, to be honest, my, my point of view on that is, sorry, my voice doesn't always sound like this. I'm not putting up a sexy voice, but this is literally me recovering. I'm not sure what I've picked up by a say, um, cold or something, but my voice is coming back slowly. So probably sound better at the end of it, hopefully. Um, yeah, so I won't say... To do with um, being, I would say, like being Matt's wife, um, it comes with a lot of responsibility of having to live up to a certain uh, expectation, if I can say. Um, but I try to be me as much as I can be. Uh, but I find a lot of people judge me before I even get to meet them because they have this persona. I'm Matt Vanessa's wife and, um, oh, she's just like this or that. Well, I'm actually, I'm a, a very chatty person, get on with anybody and things like that. But it's um, it's hard behind the scenes sometimes because I find that women especially um, should be supporting each other way more than they are, to be honest. But um, I find women a lot, I don't mix with them very often um, regarding with me and Matt's wife. Um, not because I don't want to, but everyone I meet so far, just because I'm Matt's wife, um, is always crazy about who Matt is or it's all about Matt, it's not about me. So being his wife is like, I can't just be, meet someone randomly and become a friend with them and things because they know who Matt is and they know our life. And so, yeah, it comes, it, I guess it comes with downsides, but it also, yeah, Matt's my best friend, so I don't really mind about that. But yeah, people, um, just get back to the question. Um, yeah, if you, if you, yeah. So I think, I mean, I think any of us, um, even whether we've got a high profile husband or not, would recognise that when we get married and when we have children, there is an identity uh, compromise sometimes. I, I guess with the addition of having a more high, pro high profile husband, you're not taken as you, you're not seen, you're not heard. And then, of course, with the addition of the fact that there's wealth involved, um, I think a lot of people are just jealous of that. Yeah, um, the jealous word was in my brain as well. Yeah, um, I, I, I can tell you, like, an example, for instance, I had once where 
a, a lady was asking Matt in a gym just randomly, am I doing this training session right? And Matt's like, we felt a bit weird about it, but he's like, yeah, 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 of course, I'm a personal trainer, fine. And at the end, he's like, oh, I think my wife would train nicely with you and things. And um, he gave my number over. And when I met this person, sat down, the first question was, how's Matt? And things like that. So it's very strange how it works, to be honest. People get, like, they don't treat me or Matt as normal people. Like, uh, like we just... Um, <laughs> No matter how successful you are, no matter how much money you are, um, you have and things like that, it doesn't change you as a person. You still, we all go to bed at night and we all like go to sleep the same way as the other person. It's just because Matt's worked really hard and got somewhere in his life. You know, it doesn't mean it makes him better than any other man. Or- well, I think I think where the where the the clash is a little bit. If somebody has got fame and money, um, that oh, that the, there is a. a preconception of oh it's all right for them what have they got to be but actually just as a human being as a woman just as a an individual human that sounds quite lonely yeah I think it is yeah life's very lonely I think for for most successful people I think life gets very lonely because your trust circle becomes so small like I, I think I can count on my one hand how many close friends and close people I have in my life um just because you just never know like if it's no benefit for the other person like sometimes you realize the friendship's not worth it, and yeah, it's just you get treated differently. Um, yeah, it's not not the nicest thing, but then again, it's quite nice knowing who you can really trust and not. So I think sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Yeah, and also I think um, there is something so lovely about uh, a more traditional value system within a marriage. So whenever I speak to Matt. It's so beautiful when you hear him talk. It, it it's very clear you're his person, he's your person, you love him, he lo- there's a real equality between you when Matt speaks of you in terms of you know respect and 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 respecting who you are and loving who you are. And that's a nice thing. But ultimately, um, I guess it is a little bit more of a traditional setup in terms of the man has got a huge business. Uh, to, to take care of that brings in the money and and therefore that's his role in the house which means that your role is more looking after the children supporting him and I think people underestimate what that takes to to, to support your husband it's uh, a 24-hour job not a job but you know what I mean it's 24 hours it never stops looking after kids and looking after the house and literally but if it went for Matt being successful like that I might have not been able to do all that I would have had to go and work and then pay somebody else to do all that so I kind of respect that's my role like I do the music in the background and things and I would love to achieve what I, my my dream and my goals and things like that but I live for my family and I live for my I'm like I'm a very like home proud person so as long as I can create a safety and um, like at the house and a nice feeling for Matt to come back to when he's worked or um, when he's been away and he comes back as long as he's proud of me for what I'm achieving at home like that makes me happy and I don't think a lot of women would feel that way I think a lot of the, the new generation is living like oh no I want to go out I want to do my own thing and like yeah I, I can do this it doesn't just mean the man could do it. but the thing is is our relationship the way, the, the way it works and because it works is because 
he's doing his thing. I'm still doing my own thing, but I am looking after the house and looking after the kids and things. But it's not an easy thing. It's not, I can go, just go to the office and go and shut the door and literally, oh, I'm just going to have a, oh, I need a break and things like that. You can't do that as a mom, can you? You just literally, there's no nonstop. And which I love anyway. There's not an issue for me, but it is sometimes hard work. And I don't think a lot of people see that um, behind. Oh, that, yeah. Well, that was the bit on a female point that I'm really glad that you brought up because because I would love for us as females, regardless of our financial situation or marital situation or whatever, I would love us as, as females just to recognise, you know what, that's a mom who's, who's doing the same as me, cooking, cleaning, shopping, wiping snotty noses, doing the school run, you know. And pick up the calls and stuff from the kids and stuff. Yeah, um, I, I agree 100%. I think there's like a lot of debates going on, like especially on Facebook as well, where women are like talking to each other, like, oh no, gosh, you have it easy. You're at home, you can just sleep in, or oh, you just have to take the kids to school. And then um, it's not like that, it just it doesn't stop there. And um, me and Matt, like, it was quite funny because he recently said to me, like, just calm down, like literally calm down with the cleaning and things. Please just do it once a day, uh, once a week, sorry. But I do it every day because if I had to leave it for a week or so on, imagine how busy I would be then. So I'm constantly trying to keep on track of it and it doesn't stop. So when someone tells me like being a full-time mom and not going to office and like working from home is easier, it isn't because I think everyone depends on your lifestyle and what you do. I think everyone's got that responsibility and that busy and that the hard work behind it. And I don't think women should judge each other on that because I think either way, if you go into the office and you have to return back to your kids, it's hard work too. I don't think any of us got it easy. I do think you, women should support women more, I think. Yeah, and they don't. And I think there's a bit of an assumption as well, especially when it comes to women, um, and I don't like this phrase behind the man because they're not behind them, but that's the phrase that we use. But when it comes to women that are maybe married and their family's wealthy, um, especially when they look as gorgeous as you as well, Monique, makes it even treble the problem. There's this assumption and there's almost this mentality of it's all right for her. She can just go out and get her nails painted and get her makeup done because she's got somebody doing the cleaning and she's got somebody do looking after the kids and I think it's really refreshing that the reality is some mums don't want other people doing it for them. They want to look after their own kids. They want to look after their own home. And actually, it's the same hard graft as the rest of us. Yes. I've, I've, we've looked into getting help for like a nanny to come and like a live out nanny to come in or a babysitter to like literally help out with the housekeeping and stuff like that. But then we never took somebody on because I worked out. I'm doing it constantly anyway, and I'm enjoying it. There's no point having somebody in the house while well, I can do it myself anyway. Having that, I think it must be amazing having somebody do things for you and stuff. But I think if you're a mum, you've got that sense of you want to do things, you want to feel like you're present uh, present in your, your kid's life and you're doing things. It's that recognition of like, yeah, I'm doing it like for my husband, for my home, for my kids, setting an example and things. I'm not saying women should do everything and um, the man shouldn't do anything, but 
I think it depends on relationship from relationship to Depends as well. on the relationship, yeah. And I had a nanny when I was working full time as a single mum, I did have a nanny. And initially they were living, but at the end of the day, when I came home, their job ended. And then she was live out. Um, and she was there in the day and then at night she went home. And the thing is, if I could have chosen to, I'd have stayed at home and not had a nanny because there were so many things I missed out on on my son's life. And it's this assumption that, oh, you've got money, you can do it, doesn't mean we want to. And I love the fact that you say you enjoy it. And no matter what your wealth, if you enjoy something, it is personal choice as to whether you get helpers in or not. Simple talk so much like I probably have somebody work in the house while I'm doing it while the person stood there talking to me that's probably why I'd be doing and honestly <laughs> I like literally I went to the house I said to my mom like well we'll pay somebody for me to talk to them in the house basically <laughs> do you think that uh I mean Moni you're 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 younger than than Tracy and I so I look at my daughter my daughter's uh 36 oh, she might be 37 now I can't remember <laughs> but she's got a child and she's married and you know very similar with with yourself she didn't go back to work after uh after she had Layla and stuff but 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 Annie's in the lucky position financially that she doesn't have to go to work uh and I think seems to I think she would recognize some of the sentences that you're saying about sort of the trust and the loneliness and stuff do you think that as we go through the next few generations we've gone through women having to stop at home and being forced into that and then we've got some equality there and we now have the choice to go to work um but as we're going on there are um consequences on society on children on those future generations of not having a parent at home especially the mum at home do you think that maybe there might be a little bit of a revolution at some point where where we we go we we circle back to a little bit more of a homely you know I suspect it would look more like one of the parents would stop at home um but do you think more women if they didn't have to work would choose to do that I don't know because I, I don't know you know what I know a lot of people that works along with Matt and their partners and things choose to go to work because they rather spend time at work escaping their kids. Period on that is like I I don't understand. Like my little girl, she's she's going to school currently on in September. Like she says she's four now, and I've got every Wednesday with her because I choose. Like I can have her. She's in a private school. I can have her in every day, but I choose because that particular day I choose. I want to spend time with her and I, I want to enjoy, like looking back now, my, my seven and my nine year old, I would love to have like literally had more days now with them than them having to be at school. But not everyone's got that relationship with their kids. But I find out that like, I see how the kids treat the parents as well, because they're not, they're not, they're not with them. And there's not like, they're this, like, yeah, it's hard to explain it. They're not constantly with their parents. They don't know what the family, like what family really means because some parents just works away on weekends and some parents works away on the weekdays. And then they wonder why the kids are acting up and are being different. But I think what it is, is, is connection, isn't it? And it's a really, really, really difficult one because if you're in a situation where you have to go to work or you loved your career and you wanted both children and, and career, 
but there is a consequence to everything. If you are going to work by choice or not, you have to very purposefully, mindfully create that family connection because you're not there all the time. Equally, those women who are not choosing to work and actually still don't like being at home, they're probably pretty cross most of the time. (laughs) And so they're probably even at home looking after their children, you know, but it is a real purposeful, you know, whatever your circumstances are, you have to know that there is a consequence if you don't create a family connection for your children and 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 you know uh you you gotta you gotta watch for that and so going on to the because i've heard some of your singing you've got such an a, a and you're a, a songwriter as well right um and i i know that when we spoke before that it was it was uh, not a compromise for you at the time you wanted your children uh and you wanted to be a family woman that's been put on hold um where are you with that? Are you going to, as the children get older now, are you going to slip back into that, Monique? I don't want to talk too quick because every time I said I did an interview or if I talk to somebody about my music, I fall pregnant again. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> now. I'm not talking to soon because it's getting to that like age group where my kids are all going to school and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna work on a new album. I'm going to release it. And then, oh gosh, you guys, I am. Oh, it's like someone facing me. And I'm like, literally, are you having any more kids? No, 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 I'm not. Um, I'm done now. Two, two is enough. And then literally I face them in a few months' time with a belly. Like, hello. <laughs> I'm here again. Um, no bless. Um, I I believe that you can still do what you love to do as long as you make time for it. And it, if it's meant to be for you, it will happen. So for me, it's like I'm still, I've got massive dreams. I, I would love to sing in front of thousands of people. It's been my dream since I was a kid. And when I was six, um, 16, when I got signed in South Africa at the time, I was 11 when I wrote a little note where I said, if music's meant to be for me, um, that I would get signed when I was 16. I got signed when I was 16. I I had this habit of writing little letters and placing it in my Bible because the Bible was the only book that I read when I was younger. So I've got literally loads of letters and stuff in there that what I wrote. And when I was 16, I got signed and I was like, that's it. I'm going to continue with my music. And if I look back, that everything puzzles into each other. If I wasn't a singer and if I wasn't singing, I wouldn't have met Matt because Matt and myself had the same PR. And that's how we came to South Africa and that's how we met. So if music is meant to be for me further on in my life to carry on, not just because it's a passion for me, I still dream and hope that that will happen and the right person will see me. I don't believe in age makes a difference. I think like if if it's meant to be, if it's fate, then you would literally make it no matter what age you are. So, and I don't think that any success should have an age gap on it because I see a lot of people later in their life getting successful. Plus, I'm not that old anyway. I'm, oh my gosh, I'm getting to the 30s this year. So Matt's like, are you getting 30? So, um, but yeah, no, it's a passion. I would love to, I'd love to sing, but I do feel... The different passion that I had when I was 16 is different to what I got now. The only reason why I say that is because I didn't want to have kids when I was younger. When I met Matt, I was like all career driven. And when I met him, we got married after three years. And then uh, three weeks or uh, three months, gosh, I got that wrong. Three months, going to like literally what you say. Um, after three months getting to know him, we got married. 
Um, you got married. Sorry, stop. I didn't know yeah, you. Yeah. You got married after three months. Yeah. So I don't know where this wow. came in, but um, yeah, we met in May two thousand. Um, sorry, I'm getting this wrong. April two thousand and twelve. We met, and literally in July we got married. Twenty eighth of July we got married, and literally he was my best friend. He respected my morals and everything that I asked for. And this is again where it comes to I write, wrote down what I wanted in life. I wrote down on a letter again. I wrote down it um, after being gunpointed in South Africa, 2011. After that, I was like, oh my gosh. Like literally, um, I wrote down things that I wanted to achieve. And what the most important thing is, I wanted to make sure that when I do share myself one day with somebody, that it will be the person that would wait for me until I get married. That would be my gift from God. I put in brackets. The only English word that was on my letter was gift from God, basically. And I got engaged to Matt and his mum was um sadly dying of cancer um and um I was on the phone to her I spoke to her a few times I met her twice and uh, she said randomly what just one day to me do you know what Matthew means and I said no I don't she said gift from God so everything I wrote in that letter a man from overseas a man that respect me a man that would completely support me I met him and I was Matt and he is literally, I don't, I don't want to big him up too much, but he knows it anyway. He's an amazing man. He's, I call him my gentle giant. He's got the most beautiful heart. I've never met anybody like him. He's, he's my best friend. And up to now, um, we're like, just, I think that was the most important thing is that we became best friends at the time. And literally, because I noted things down that I was looking for in life, and I do strongly believe that. Um, if you know down things in life that you want, that you can get it and the universe do send you things. As long as you're good, I think, as long as you're a good person, I think you can, like, get everything you want in life. And when when we got married, um, I felt like, oh, I want, I, I, like, literally, I think it was three months into being married, I want kids, I want a baby. And I, that was it. I wanted my own child. Um, and I fell pregnant. And when I didn't know I was pregnant I did the song called tell me why my first English song over in the UK and um I felt pregnant so I didn't do any music then took a break had Zach and then literally started working in the studio in Cheltenham actually we drove quite far and worked in the studio there and a few, a few weeks later I found I was pregnant with Hero and then literally started working finishing the album and then I had my yellow so I am I'm gonna say is Hopefully think, yeah. by next week you're not pregnant. What I was trying to say because of my passion changed is because I I think back then when I was 16 and I wanted to achieve music and I like I really fastly got into the music industry, sang at biggest festivals in South Africa and went to awards uh, ceremonies and things like that and been in between all the celebrities in South Africa was because I was fully set on just my career. Now I'm living for my kids and I'm living for my husband and I don't want to miss out. On that. I don't want to miss out on not being with them on a weekend or things like that. Maybe I've got this passion to perform and I'll be able to perform at festivals and stuff and have my family come and be, like um, watch me and be with me rather than touring. I don't think I'm ready for that. And I think that's probably what why it's not happening because I'm not attracting that right now in my life. So I absolutely love working with Ma as well. We like we're investing into properties, developing, and with the martial arts, with with him growing with that as well. I like being involved with him. I like being there and pushing him. Like literally, you know, go for it, do this as well. Yeah, and 
like being a supportive, I think is very important for women to understand that it's great to do your own thing. It is. But if you want that relationship in life to work, you've got to put 100% in just as much as the man's putting 100% in. There's no point you putting 40, 40% or 50, 50% into a relationship. There's no point doing that. You've got to put your all in. And sometimes, yes, you're going to have to take a deep breath and not always raise your opinion and things because that's how it works. And I've learned that, like me and Matt, I think that's why we don't fight. And I know people say, relationship, you've got to fight because you've got to work things out and things like that. Whatever works for you, great. But if you get to know that person that you want to spend the rest of your life with and you want that person to succeed in everything, you've got to literally adapt to his world and make your world work with his because you both can work together and make success in anything you're doing. So for, for I know 100% Matt will support me with anything I want to do or I want to um, invest in or or spend time on to. I know 100% he will support me. That's what I know. I will, and he knows I will 100% support him. If he's got a vent on and I can be there and I'm missing out a little bit of being with the kids on a weekday, maybe one evening away, but I know that will support my relationship with him, I'll do it. But then as well, I know he knows I need to be with the kids as well. And he he will go and work. But you've got to, you've got to, you know, you've got to put both worlds together and make it work. It's not just, yeah, you, you understand what I mean. Like with relationships today, women are mostly like, oh, no, I want to do my own thing. And he's got to do that. And because I've done this, he needs to do this. I uh, like literally asked Matt, how many nappies has he changed? Like being in a relationship. Only because I've taken, I know he has to work and I have to take the response I'm mum at home and I've got to do that so I think a lot of the new generation don't really get how relationship and wonder why it's not working and and you're a you you raised some fascinating bits you uh made made the decision that you wanted to uh uh find a man that was going to wait until the wedding night a very old-fashioned non doesn't happen it rarely happens. I love that. I love that you're this. When, I, when people actually get to know me and actually have a conversation about it. And I, I don't think I've done many interviews talking about it, really, just personally with people. And what I find sometimes is, like, it's too easy for people, like, to give themselves away to the end today. So I mean, expectations of what a relationship should be. There should be stuff to look forward to. I'm not saying everyone should do it that way, but it worked for me. And only because my sister um, and her relationship with things that's happened in her past, I've looked at my brother and I've looked at my sister, things happened to them. And I was like, not just to do with relationships. And I was like, oh, I, I want my life to be a little bit different. Not because I want a better life than that. There's nothing wrong with their lives. But my personal, what I wanted in my life and what I wanted to achieve, I just wanted to do it differently. It's that combination, Tracy, do you think, of... Um feminine energy and the beauty of it I mean I know you're beautiful externally but but your feminine energy and how you protect your femininity and your femaleness and how absolutely unapologetic you are I love that you're so young and you're able to be so confident to say no no I'm a mom and I love it and that's okay and you know I think those kind of we, we don't always give ourselves permission as females to be, to own some of that. And I just, I just think that that's, that's marvellous. What do you think, Tracy? 
Well, it's quite interesting because if you look at it, because we we talked about this a couple of episodes ago um, with Nikki and Tony, and it's that element of, you know, Monique's in a feminine core. There is no masculine outer to it. There's this is who I am. This is the way I want it to work. And it's all about, it's not about being behind or in front of somebody. It's being in partnership with them and accepting I'm the feminine. I want to nurture. I want to support Matt's the masculine. He's going out there providing for us. And I'm passionate about doing that. Whereas what you get in a lot of relationships is there are men in feminine cause, uh, men with feminine rappers and women with masculine rappers. And there's this element of it's a bloody competition. You didn't change as many nappies as I did. Therefore, you're not doing your part of this relationship right. I think there's a harmony in what Monique's talking about. There's this harmony of the parents working together, supporting each other. You know, Matt's supporting the family financially, doing what he's passionate about, but not taking anything away from Monique. And that's but that's that's the, the difference. That's yeah. The and it's it's quite funny because what I noticed that you guys listening calm is behind Monique on the bookshelf is an absolute phenomenal array of books. And I don't I can't see a single fiction book in it. There's biographies, there's you know, books about money, there's books about wealthy, successful people. The You know, you can clearly see if this was that, can you remember that program they had, you know, the behind the key or something? Where oh, they, yes, they get houses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can see just looking at the bookshelf, this is a very successful household, but they're not successful by accident. There we go. They're successful by working on what they wanted to go after and being partners in what they do. And I just find that fascinating, you know. From, from getting with my 10 years, like with, with my 10 years, almost 11 years, he keeps on reminding me it's almost 11 years. Um, I've seen him work his bum off, literally. He's not had it easy. He's had a lot thrown to him, like to his side. And I'm just fascinated on how he can, everything that he takes like literally turns to gold because the way the way he handles it. And I reckon it's just, he's got this goodness in him. And I don't think a lot of people see that behind scenes. They go, oh, that's Matt Fidesz, the martial artist, uh, Michael Jackson's bodyguard. But what he gives behind scenes to all these people, like in the organization, families, I've seen him supported, like loads of it. And he doesn't brag about it. It's not all over the media. All you see over the media is what whatever they want to print and things. But there's so much going on behind scenes. And I've seen when it, when he's got his mindset to something, he works for it and he, he makes it work. There's but, no, um, uh, it's not going to work or it's going to work. He no, makes Monique, I've got to say, you also are like that. See, you as a, an 11 year old decided to write down, I would like a, a, a record deal at 16. And then you decided you wanted to, 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 find a man as as you have done and you describe Matt I think that uh, there is a, an underestimation as to the force the force of that together you're not some little wallflower going oh Matt you're the clever driven one let's do what you I think you are every bit as 
focused. Do you not think, Tracy? Can you? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So there, there, I'm, not, a... I'm not going to hand it all over to Matt. I'm going to give it to you as well, I'm afraid. <laughs> I think it's, there's, I can't help thinking, if we go back to where this started, you know, the woman behind the man. Yeah. Okay. So, Monique Matt met uh, Matt met <laughs> met Matt, fell in love, got married three months later. But just like any other couple, Monique wanted kids. They had kids. Monique chooses because it's her passion to be at home and nurture and raise those kids while supporting Matt in the background. Now, if you look at where we started from, you know, there are a lot of women and I guess some men, but you tend to hear it more from women, will they'll go, you know, it's all right for her. You know, she's just there for the money. She's a gold digger. No, these are two individuals with passions and goals that have worked bloody hard to achieve them. So instead of knocking people like that and saying it's all right for her, why don't you look at what they're doing to be successful and bloody copy it? That's, that's the thing is I think of, uh, with with my, when I was younger, my parents had success. They had no success where they lost everything. And I can remember then my dad getting like better um, um, income again. Um, they were given a house. Um, my, I got to say, my dad worked in the mine, so people um, got houses from uh, working in the mine and stuff like that. So I've been through where my parents was rich, was poor, was rich. I've gone through that cycle, and I knew what I wanted to achieve for my life. So I worked really hard and performing from eleven to sixteen to get what I wanted to get signed. I didn't just get handed out a CD because I was seen on a video. No offense, it's great that that's happening and giving more opportunities to people at like social media and stuff. I I've, I like I love that about how easy it is to get to people these days. But I had to perform over 30, 40 songs on one afternoon for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, nonstop. Back then it was like looking back, oh my gosh, that's a lot. But literally I had to do that, perform at all these festivals and all these shows and stuff to be able to get where I wanted to be when I was 16. And then my dad left his job because I was going to go and tour. But then I had to provide a little bit for the time period. And it was hard, hard. It was hard. But I've been up and down. I know how it feels to be born. I know how it feels to be rich. But when I got with Matt, it was a complete different level of it. But it would never go to like it would never change me because I know how it felt to have nothing and I know how quick it was taken away and how you know anything in life can be taken away from you within seconds. So I don't let that change me as a person because I don't think that money should make you any better or any worse or anything like that. Um, but I know like my passion was I want to succeed in life and I want to give my kids a better life. I want to. My, I give my parents a better life, do you understand? So that's always been some drive in me. And I used to, I can remember my my mom's side of um, the family, there are 12 kids, and my two favourite aunties has passed away um, within a year of each other, just uh, during COVID time periods. And so I've lost them both. But I can remember as a child, when I was doing the shows and stuff, I used to go and buy, like, literally their groceries and stuff like that and give it because, unfortunately, they, they didn't have the um uh was fortunate for, what's the word i'm um, fortunate enough to afford certain things so i used to do that so i had that drive in me i want to give and i think that's the two two same things with me and matt matt's always had the 
the drive he wanted to give and he wanted to change people's life. And I've got that in there. Like I would love if I can just change one person's life, even just one person's life in a day. That that would like literally make me the happiest person. I've got that drive for that and Matt as well. So I don't think, I think the universe has kind of like attracted us from two different countries, attracted us together. And when people talk about gold digging and stuff, I've got a whole complete different lookout on that. Like it's not gold digging, is I've looked at finding the right person in my life. And I didn't choose to find Matt. Matt found me. And we became best friends. And behind the scenes, people were maybe just seeing, oh, successful, this successful, oh, she must be with him. Blah, blah, blah. They don't have a clue what goes on no. behind. Not a clue. Like the support and the love that a person really needs in their life to become even more successful. Like life is lonely when you are successful. So if you don't have the right person behind you, supporting you or next to you, it doesn't have to be a woman behind. But you know what I mean? It's, people don't see that. So I think we're attracting them. And I think if more, more people have a better lookout and forget about this word, word gold digger because I don't think there's such a thing anyway. Maybe, maybe women that is looking out for the wrong reasons out there. But you can't judge any woman no. on that unless you know their story. That, unless that's the key. See their everyday movement, see their everyday what goes on behind the scenes. You would not know that. So I think a lot of women judge other women. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's appalling. Yeah, it's, it's shit. It's it really- is shit. And I was going to say, you know, that's, that is the real crux of it, the fact that we judge something and social media seems to exacerbate this these days, I think. We judge some somebody based on what we see about them or read about them when we don't even know what they've gone through, who they are, why they're together with their partner. But you go back, you know, Monique at 11, you're there from 11 to 16. You are working, 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 driving, driving, driving to achieve something you want. But at the same time, you are choosing to sacrifice something else. So if you want to be successful, guys, don't knock the person that is. Don't knock the woman partnering and supporting the man that's successful or vice versa. Look at your own life and say, what is it I'm not willing to sacrifice to get what I want? And then you do go. something about it. Definitely. So it's been it's been absolutely uh, actually it's been a great pleasure. Um, Tracy and I uh, are very passionate about up, up, uplifting women, not at the cost of men though. And I think that you and Matt are a great example of that, where it's not about demonising a man or or undermining a woman. And and so it's been with great pleasure for us to be able to just get this young, beautiful, driven, at the same time, traditional, old-fashioned mom. Um, if, if you were to give some advice to the women coming under you, the, you know, the next generation, um, before we wrap up, what would you like them to know? How would you, how would you inspire them? Be open-minded. Don't blend in, stand out because you're, you're made to stand out. So don't don't copy, be your own kind. Don't copy others unless you see it works. Don't, yeah. I, I think the most important thing with uh, looking out for women, like relationship-wise as well, don't just settle, but do make it work. Yeah. Do make it work if you do want to make it work. Make sure that you're aware that you've got to give 100% and don't expect the other person to give 100% if you're not. And yeah, 
uh, just just work hard at what you want to achieve, but also give your ch- your, yourself a chance to build a family. If you do want kids, build a family. Don't let that. Don't let your your passion hold you away from having a family as well. One thing that you'll regret one day, maybe. Be open minded. I would say with everything in life. And I'd really like to start a revolution for how many how many can hold out to their wedding night. I respect it, respect him out. To be honest with you, I was 19 and I just I was so strong-minded about not wanting to share myself. I just I don't know who I wanted to prove a point to or nothing, but I think it was something that was inside me that was just literally, I'm gonna keep myself until I meet the right person. And then that person will support me. Because if he's married to me, he'll have to look after me. So I don't have that. I think I saw a lot of my friends as well that's just gone and share themselves with 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 their friends, boyfriends and things. And it didn't work out. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to see, I don't want to cry like them. I don't want to have that heartache. And I just, I was so scared about it. So I think I was just like, oh, the universe will, will bless me with um with a great man if, if he waits for me and... I did. A 30, he was 31, turning 32. He waited for me three months. I might not sound like... What I'm like no, no, but what, what I'm laughing about here is, um, you know, there's lots of girls out there that go, oh, I've got to wait because they they're not ready to get married. Maybe the trick is to get them to marry you quickly. Yeah. That's it. You know what? My opinion on it is, if you in a relationship and you think you're in the right you're in a relationship because you both like each other and you like literally want to spend the rest of your life with why wait five four years to see if it's working and waste that four years of your life being with somebody that's not completely devoted to you rather start like yeah rather get married and if it doesn't work out at least you've got that safety that the husband needs to look after you uh, even if it's an ex-husband after a few years Absolutely, love it. I just find that girls got the wrong idea. I think in the new generations about relationships, how it should work, and what they they expected of like instantly having to do and things like that. I think people should have be open minded about it. I'm not saying they should be like me. I don't say they shouldn't be like. They should not be like me. But be open minded about everything and make it work because you want to, not because yeah. And be okay that it's okay to hold out until it's the right person. But it is more common these days, Dawn. There's a yeah. lot more youngsters who have taken that vow of I'm I'm waiting till I'm married. It, it, it's almost like we're going back full circle, really. Oh, that's the thing is, so, if he's really into you, he will wait. Clearly, yeah. I did. He, he was he was dating a lot of celebrity girls and stuff, and that was way odd for him. The funny thing about it is, it was on his phone to his mum because he came from the hotel to my parents' home and my parents set up the guest room and it was not not ready. So my mum came down and she said to him, um, you you can sleep in Monique's bed tonight. And he was like, yes. And literally it came an evening and I said to him, night, night. He's like, where are you going to? He's like, I'm going to my uh, my parents' room. They've made a bed for me there. He phoned his mum. He's like, what's going on here? I've never had this before. And he's like, I'm sleeping alone. And yeah, you know what? It made it, 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 he doesn't regret it now waiting all that time. So yeah. No, I think it's brilliant. And I think what is lovely, Monique, is you know what you want. You know what you're passionate about and you make no apologies for it. And I think that is absolutely beautiful. Yep. So we're going to put all of Monique's links in the show notes. 
and uh, say our goodbyes. So thank you very much for your time today, Monique. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I suspect that when it comes to, um, I would I would be really interested at some point, just literally talking about the values around sex and relationships. You, you'd, you've, you're, a, you're a unique person to get in on that. So we'll be thank inviting you. you. Yeah, yeah it'd be really good, actually. We've been talking about having an episode around sex and I think it'd be yeah. really good to have you on it, Monique, because oh, you've got the perspective of wait until you know it's right and we'll have somebody that's got a perspective of no, just go for it and see if they're the right fit. And yeah, we have got an episode that we're going to do all around sex. So I think that could work quite well. So uh, thank you very much, Monique. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Bye-bye. Thank you for your company. And to share your spandex and stiletto stories with us, tag at Real Women Podcast on Instagram.